Hey there everyone, I'm Ashley Billington and you're watching The Campfire. It's our summer camp time where we break down districts from around the greater Houston area. It's going to be a really good district in the 2020 season. And after realignment, these are the teams that you'll be seeing in it. Angleton, Hightower, Kempner, Milby, Wisdom, Katie Pato, Manville, Foster, Rosenberg Terry. Let us know who you think will take the district crown by voting on our Twitter, IHSS Houston. It's time for the film session, presented by your local Geico offices in Cypress, Katy, Spring, and Pearland. District 10 5A Division 1 was one of the state's toughest and most competitive districts the last two seasons. But much has changed, most notably the departure of defending state champion Shadow Creek. Let's start with who remains, beginning with Fort Bend Hightower. The Hurricanes finished in a tie for second in this district last season and head coach Joseph Sam's first year at the helm. Hightower returns the prolific passing duo of quarterback Jacoby Logano and wide receiver Latrell Neville. Add that to a strong defense and it could be hurricane season in 10-5A Division I. Foster finished fourth in league play last year, but the Falcons soared come playoff time, reaching the third round and nearly knocking off the eventual state champion, Shadow Creek. Look for Foster to build its offense around senior playmaker Cody Jackson. Jackson hauled in 17 touchdown receptions a year ago and is reminiscent of former Foster great C.D. Lamb, a first round pick in this year's NFL draft. Angleton tied with Foster for fourth place and lost the tiebreaker, missing the postseason for the first time since 2007. Look for the Wildcats to come back hungrier than ever this fall to get Purple Pride back to the playoffs. Rosenberg Terry looks to bounce back after two consecutive losing seasons. The Rangers hope this year this tradition-rich program returns to its winning ways. As we mentioned earlier, Shadow Creek leaves this district along with Friendswood, Galveston Ball, and Texas City. That makes room for five newcomers to this district. Manville moves back up to 5A Division I after spending the last two years in Division II. The Mavs played for the 5A Division I title in 2017 and should have no problem getting acclimated in their new district. Manville must replace quarterback Tucker Yarbrough, but the Mavericks returned plenty of firepower from an offense that averaged 49 points a game last season. Katie Pato made the playoffs in just its second year of varsity football last season, and this young program looks to continue its ascent in 2020. With the bulk of what was a young roster set to return this fall, keep an eye on the Panthers as the program is on the rise. Fort Ben Kempner drops down from Class 6A, where the Cougars went 5-5 five five a year ago and barely missed out on a playoff spot. The Cougars did lose a number of key seniors to graduation, though, and they'll have to rely on some inexperienced players to step up to challenge for a postseason berth in 2020. A pair of HISD schools move into this league to round out 10-5A Division I. Milby went 4-6 last season, and this program appears to be headed in the right direction. Wisdom has just one win the last three seasons, and the Generals hope to rebuild in 2020. 
and those are going to be some really good teams in the coming season. But special teams are made of special players. We take a look at a few of those players in our Players on the Rise, presented by Cromaldi's Pizzeria. Foster wide receiver Cody Jackson will be a junior in the 2020 season. He has 2,423 career yards and averages 20 yards per reception. He also has 29 receiving touchdowns for the Falcons. Four-star wide receiver Latrell Neville moved to Hightower in the 2019 season. Moving to be with the Hurricanes was great for him as he became a key piece of the Hightower offense. He averaged almost 10 yards per catch last season. Another fantastic wide receiver on the rise is Manville's Jalen Walthall. Walthall had a great junior year as he had 764 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns. Katie Pato made it on the scene in 2019. Their running back, Damon Bankston, helped with that. Pato's running game was the key to their successful year on the gridiron, and Bankston is credited as a big piece of that. Angleton has a star in safety, Anthony Jackson. Jackson will be a senior in the 2020 season and will be leading the defense for the Wildcats. Jackson was named second team all district in 2019. And those players are great on the gridiron, but do you know somebody from the high school sports scene doing great in your community? A player, coach, or team from your area going that extra mile. Nominate them for a Chevy Spotlight. To nominate, go to IHSSChevySpotlight.com and stay tuned to our social media accounts all summer long to see if your nomination is highlighted. Now it's time for our Media Day segment, where we talk to coaches about their team for the upcoming season and the new district that they'll be in. Hey there, everyone. I have the head coach of the Foster Falcons on with me, Sean McDowell. Coach McDowell, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great. It's so good to be here with you today. Uh, thanks for uh, reaching out to me. Y'all had a great 2019 season on top of that, you know, almost made it to state, um, just lost to Shadow Creek in the, in the mere last <laughs> seconds of the game on top of that. Talk about that 2019 season that your Foster Falcons put together. Uh, you know that was a great group. Our uh, our seniors, our 2020 seniors, they were they were a special special group. I mean they uh, they worked their tails off, and a lot of them were two to three year starters. Uh, you know that are going to be big time players in college, and we were really excited for them. But they really came together as a group. Uh, really had high expectations from the beginning, um, and so we were up and down, just trying to figure out what kind of team we were. Uh, but they stepped up and, and had a great a bunch of great leaders on there, uh, and they will be missed. But So they set the bar really high for this upcoming year. And Foster always seems to have really high caliber players, but not only that, you're, you as a coach have really been able to bring them together to create talented programs, to create a talented program. How have you really gotten in there and put your coaching philosophy to work to the fact that year in, year out, you're able to keep those guys in that winning on that winning mentality and that momentum as they as they keep going. Well, I think number one, it starts with my administration. I have a really supportive administration and Jerry Kipping, our principal, and our athletic director, uh, Coach Nelson, and our superintendent, uh, Dr. Randall. I mean, they really support athletics in LCISD and give us an opportunity to be successful. Uh, and then on the campus level, not only my administration with Mr. Kipping and the principals and everything, but my coaching staff, is one of the best I've worked with. I, I love my coordinators, Kenny Johnson as, as an offensive coordinator, and Shane Hanks is my defensive coordinator. And I would say 
out of 15 guys, there's probably 12 of us that have been together now seven years. So we're all speaking the same language. Uh, you know, we all have current beliefs, you know, um, and I think that's huge. So we haven't had a lot of whole staff turnover. And so we've been really been able to just ingrain our values, what we believe in hard work and, and, uh, and leadership and character and discipline. And really what, and having early success since 2013 and really trying to build each year on that success, our kids have really bought in because they've seen the results. They know that if they, they do what we ask them to do uh, and listen to us, that we're gonna make them successful, not only on the field, but in life. So uh, it's really been a testament to my coaching staff. And the 2020 season comes with some realignment as well as your district's going to look a little bit different. Uh, you know, Manville's coming up, uh, Angleton has a new coach. So what does the 2020 season in your district, can you kind of break it down for us and break down some of those teams that you'll be seeing? Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about the, uh, the new district. I mean, the last, it can't be any worse than what we've been in. We know that. So with Shadow Creek and Friendswood and Hightower it's in Angleton, it's been, it's been really, really tough. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I want to go out there. I would love to play in the SEC West. You know, I want to play guys every week that are going to challenge us because it's really made us better. Uh, so I'm, I'm fired up to be – you know, I, I, hats off to Shadow Creek. I think they're going to do great in 6A, and they'll probably win it uh, in 6A Division II again. And I'm really happy for them, but I'm also happy that they're out. Um, Friendswood, you know, Friendswood, I mean, those guys are some of the best coaches and kids around, and I think they're going to be successful. We'll probably see them down the road. But the additions of Manville, uh, Katie Pato, and, uh, you know, Milby and Wisdom, and we still have Hightower, we still have Angleton, Terry, and us. Uh, you know, I really feel like it's going to be a pretty front-loaded, tough district. I mean, at any point, um, I think you better bring your A game because you could be behind the A ball for the playoffs if you drop a few quickly. So I think every week is going to be a tough battle. We also have a new addition to 10-5A Division One, Manville head coach Kevin Hall. Hey there, everyone. I have the head coach of Manville, Coach Kevin Hall. Coach, how's it going? It's awesome. Awesome down here in Manville, America. You guys are moving from 5A Division Two to 5A Division One, and have a brand new challenge ahead of you. Um, talk about your district and some of those teams that you'll be seeing in it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, I wasn't the happiest guy on realignment morning. I assure you there. Uh, my goodness. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, Foster uh, is an incredible team. You know, they, they came within, you know, touchdown of, of playing for it all this year. Um, they're, they're incredible. I mean, you've got Katie Paytow, uh, who's an up and coming program. that's really, really good. Uh, you've got uh, Hightower high school. Uh, you've got Angleton, you've got Kempner. I mean, I, I could go on and on. It's a 19 district and, uh, it's tough. And, and you're going to have to have your big boy pants on every week. You know, you're not going to have no time off. So, you know, it's like I tell people, you know, if it's worth, if it's worthwhile, you, it's going to be hard. If, if it's easy, eh, whatever, anybody can do something easy. So it's going to be hard uh, in this district, but, you know, it'll be worthwhile when it's all said and done. Most definitely. And talk about making the jump to 5A Division One. I know, I know Manville is kind of one of those teams that moves back and forth, but um, talk about making that jump back up to 5A Division One. 
Well, again, you know, I remember when we were put in Division Two two years ago. Somebody asked me, you know, what's the difference between Division Two and Division One? And and in our region, there's not a lot of difference. I mean, I can assure you, Fort Bend Marshall can play with anybody. Uh, Port Natchez Groves, uh, A&M Consolidated, Huntsville. Uh, and then you start talking about Division One. I, I mean, goodness gracious, you got Foster, you got College Station High, you got Cedar Park. We played Cedar Park my first two years here in the playoffs. And oh my goodness, uh, was that was that tough? I mean, that's one of the most phenomenally coached teams you, you'll ever see, and their kids are awesome. So, you know, I think the difference is, you know, we're a small Division One school right now, and, and I think the difference is is depth. Uh, we might not have as much depth in positions. Uh, I think we're going to have some uh, bigger numbers in our lower grades now. <clears throat> but you know, w w when you when you have <clears throat> less depth and and you get somebody hurt, it can tend to have a more of a dramatic effect as opposed to when you when you have a lot of depth. You know, for example, you know when Alabama loses a starter, th their backup at Alabama, he's as good as the starter. They have that luxury. We don't <clears throat> right now, so that will be the big adjustment: is is trying to build depth in in the, in all the levels of football. And one thing that everybody's going to miss seeing for the next couple of seasons is that Manville versus uh, Fort Bend Marshall game. Is there a rivalry rivalry with one of these teams in the 5A Division One that you might have, or we maybe be seeing that Fort Bend Marshall game popping up on a uh, on a preseason schedule? You know, I, I asked James about it, you know, and he he had already had his schedule filled up because I knew we were going to move up based on the number we turned in. Uh, Here's what I love about that rivalry with Marshall, if you if you can call that. It's it, it's a friendly rivalry. It, it's not a hatred rivalry. It's a respect rivalry. I, I think the world of James, uh, and he has done an unbelievable job over at Marshall. I mean, they they they, they weren't good until he got there, and he turned them into a great program. And so we always have a great time when we play each other. You know, we talk before, we talk after. I mean, win or lose, it's still the friendship. And uh, I'm going to miss that. <clears throat> I'm going to miss uh, being around him some. Um, you know, but in this other district, uh, the, the coaches, I haven't met them all, but the ones that I have met, they're very nice. And uh, and, and I know what they do with their, their program. Uh, they're all first class. And so it's going to be, it's going to be fun. You know, it's like that old saying, it's going to be like camping every weekend. It's going to be intense. It's going to be intense, just like camping, very intense every weekend. And uh... thank you for joining us on the campfire. It's time for a couple of messages from our sponsors and a quick trivia question for you. District 10 5A Division 1's trivia question. What band was Wisdom alumni Billy Gibbons a member of? A. Pink Floyd. B. ZZ Top. C, Dave Matthews Band, or D, ACDC? The answer when we return. Chevrolet Inside High School Sports is brought to you by your Houston area Chevy dealers. Visit your nearest dealer to test drive our award-winning products. The film session is presented by your local GEICO offices in Cypress, Katy, Spring, and Pearland. 
To get more information or a quote, go to geico.com slash Houston. The Players on the Rise is presented by Grimaldi's Cold Brick Oven Pizzeria. Grimaldi's Pizzeria is open for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery. Visit GrimaldisPizzeria.com. Welcome back to the campfire. This week's trivia question is, what band was Wisdom alumni Billy Gibbons a member of? A. Pink Floyd, B. ZZ Top, C. Dave Matthews Band, or D. ACDC? The answer is B. ZZ Top. So, did you get that trivia question right? I did. Let me know how you fared in the comment section of our feed. Now it's time for the district breakdown. We welcome in Inside High School Sports Insider Matt Harris to talk more about this district with us. Matt? Thanks, Ashley. This week, we wrap up our 5A previews with one of the toughest districts in Texas, 10-5A Division I. As you know, I've been excited to cover this. Division II. The Mavs came up just a yard short of a state title in 2017 in one of the most memorable games in Texas high school football history. After a disappointing 2018 season, Manville was my favorite to make it to state from the right side of the bracket last season. That attempt was foiled by Fort Ben Marshall, who the Mavs had beaten in the regular season. That brings us to 2020 and what's next for the area powerhouse. Dynamic running back Donovan England earned a late offer from Michigan State after a dominant run in the playoffs, and quarterback Tucker Yarborough is gone as well, and so is his top target Jalen Paxton. Manville will be going through a rebuild at many skill positions. While we don't know who will step up and fill those spots, we do know that the Mavs can replace talent with the best of them and should be right back in the mix in 2020. Similar to Manville, Foster bowed out to a Houston area squad that made it to a state title game last season and will have to replace a lot of talent heading into this season. Longtime quarterback Ryan Stubblefield is off to East Carolina for college ball, but the Eagles do return a game-breaking wideout in Oklahoma commit Cody Jackson. Foster will miss Stubblefield and running back Isaac Johnson, but will return Reuben Fathery to lead an excellent offensive line. If Stubblefield's talent can be replaced at quarterback, expect Foster to be the favorites to win a tough district. Over in Angleton, the Wildcats had a tough year in 2019. We typically expect a lot out of Angleton. They are a mainstay in the playoffs, and 2019 was a rare miss. But we'll chalk that up to competing in one of the tougher districts in the state. One of my favorite players to watch, defensive end Landers White, is off to help Tarleton State make the leap to NCAA Division I football. Quarterback Justice Mayon is on to the next level as well, but the staff is excited about Jordan Pickett potentially taking the reins while having JT Anderson in the backfield next to him to run their run-heavy offense. Angleton should be fired up after missing the playoffs a season ago, and I expect the Wildcats to sneak into the back end of the playoff picture. One of Angleton's main district adversaries last season rejoins the district for 2020. Joseph Sam had some success in his first year at the helm over at Fort Bend Hightower, and I think the Hurricanes are primed for an even better season in the second year of the Sam era. They'll miss Colby Campbell, who's off to Rice, but quarterback Jacoby Longino, who already has two years of varsity experience, is back. Expect Kelton Ross and Nico Lawrence to step up in Campbell's place to put Hightower back at the top of the district standings. 
I think the district has a clear-cut top three of Foster, Manville, and Hightower, and I think Angleton is fourth in the equation. But next up are a handful of teams I think could push Angleton for that fourth spot. First, and most likely among those, comes Katie Paytow, up from 5A Division II. Paytow is a fairly young school, and the Panthers made their first trip to the playoffs a year ago, losing to White House in Round 1 to cap off an 8-3 season. Unfortunately for Paytow, they'll have to replace plenty starting talent, including one of the truly most peculiar names I've seen. Running back Major Payne, you heard that right, Major Payne, is gone after a pair of 1,000-yard seasons. It's hard to project what the Paytow offense will look like in 2020, but the Panthers return plenty of talent on defense, including Carl Simon in the secondary and Andrew Rutherford on the defensive line. The other team I think may challenge for a playoff spot is the Kempner Cougars, who dropped down from 26A, where they took losses against really good Travis and Ridgepoint squads. Kempner employed a three-headed attack on the ground last season with Jalen Bates, Jaden Hanna, and Joseph Trim. Of those three, Trim is the only one back for 2020. However, the offensive line is still strong and Trim is still plenty talented. Kipner returns pieces of a legit defense from last season and could compete for the fourth playoff spot if they can figure out how to plug some crucial holes. A 5-5 season is plenty to build on. Meanwhile, Terry had its second consecutive 2-8 season in 2019. They stay in the same district for 2020, which got a tad easier by virtue of Friendswood moving over to 8-5A Division 1. Terry likely isn't ready to make a playoff push, but the Rangers will certainly have returning talent to build on. Running back Michael Odom is back after being a bright spot for Terry as a sophomore. Odom will be the driver on offense, but the defense will need some improvement. I expect Terry to win a few games, but a playoff appearance will be tough in yet another loaded district. We round out the district with two Houston ISD schools that resemble Terry in not being quite ready to make a playoff push. Houston Wisdom has plenty of work to do after an 0-10 season, but saw the Generals fail to score a touchdown. The good news is, wideout Terrell Porter is back and will be the best player on offense. A new quarterback could be a good thing as the Generals look to get on the board in 2020. That brings us to Houston Milby, our final team to discuss. The Buffs impressed with a 4-6 season last year after winning just two games in 2018. They'll return Lorenzo Thompson at quarterback as well. Thompson had a great two-year run at the spot already. Filling in talent around him will be the key to being competitive. It's hard to see Milby being competitive in such a tough district, but Thompson is a superstar and he'll be the guy to take them there if it can be done. That leaves us with our final order of business, my team and player to watch. First up is my team to watch, the Angleton Wildcats. I believe the fourth playoff spot in this district is theirs for the taking behind a solid top three. I'm interested to see if they can fend off a field of a handful of intriguing teams and to see if they can potentially pull off an upset to climb into one of the top three seeds. Either way, I'm interested to see how Angleton responds to an uncharacteristic 2019 season. My player to watch is Hightower quarterback Jacoby Longino. I don't know where Hightower fits among the top three, but I don't think it's number one. If they're to make a push at a district championship, Longino will be the answer. Hightower was at the back end of the playoffs in a loaded district a year ago, and the success of Longino could push them to the top of that playoff picture in another talented district. As a bonus, watch out for the man I just mentioned, Milby quarterback Lorenzo Thompson. He possesses the kind of ability to throw a wrench in the bottom of that playoff picture so don't count out the bus entirely. That's it for today. Back to you, Ashley. 
Matt, great insight as always. That's all we have for this week's episode of The Campfire. Come back every Monday for a new show. Until then, though, follow our social accounts. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. That'll bring you original content all week long. I'm Ashley Boynton, and thank you for watching The Campfire.